RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On October 9th, 1967, the Boston Red Sox faced the St. Louis Cardinals at Bush Stadium for Game 5 of the 1967 World Series. The Cardinals led the best-of-seven series three games to one, and this is the NBC radio broadcast of Game 5, featuring announcers Pee Wee Reese and Ken Coleman. Good afternoon, baseball fans. This is Ken Coleman, along with Pee Wee Reese, welcoming you to Bush Memorial Stadium and the 1967 World Series. Brought to you by Salem Menthol Cigarettes. You'll find Salem refreshes your taste. By B.F. Goodrich, the straight talk tire people. By Chrysler Corporation, makers of Plymouth, Dodge, Chrysler, Imperial, and Dodge trucks. And by the new Gillette Super Stainless Steel Blade, the spoiler. Welcome to the fifth game of the 1967 World Series. The St. Louis Cardinals have an edge of three games to one. And the forecast this morning was again for cloudy, cool weather. But the weatherman was thrown another curveball today as it's turned out to be a very sunny and nice day. Well, Pee Wee Reese... You've been through World Series competition before. You know the task that's facing the Boston Red Sox today and the pressure that they must feel knowing that they have got to win all the rest of the way in order to become the champions while the Cardinals have a chance to finish it up at home. So what is your reaction to this afternoon's game? Well, Ken, after talking to both the Cardinals and the Red Sox, the Cardinals definitely have... That old momentum, as we say. They think they're going to finish it here today. The Red Sox in the American League, no one gave them a chance to win it. They were 100 to 1 odds. They came on to win it. No one thought they could win that game on Saturday and Sunday up in Boston when they played the Minnesota Twins. They won that. Uh, being down three games to one in the World Series history, only three other teams have come back to win the series. If anyone can do it, Ken, I guess the Boston Red Sox can do it. Well, we'll see what happens, and the burden will fall on the broad shoulders of a young man warming up down in the left field corner, Jim Lonborg, who will be opposed by Cardinal left-hander Steve Carlton. And we'll tell you more about those young men in just a moment. But first, we would like to mention that this broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball, solely for the entertainment of our listening audience in any publication rebroadcast or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the commissioner of baseball is prohibited. Jim Lonborg will pitch for the Boston Red Sox in today's game, which is the 375th game in World Series history. American League teams have won 205 games. National League teams have won 166 games and three have ended in tie scores. This is the 64th World Series, and the American League teams have a 38-25 edge. But National League teams have won the series eight times in the last 13 years. The Cardinals have a 7-3 record in series play and have won more series than any Major League team except the Yankees, who have won 20 and lost nine. The Red Sox have won five series and lost one. The Red Sox percentage in series play of 833 is the best in the majors among clubs that have been in more than one. The only Red Sox loss in the series was in 1946 to St. Louis, four games to three, in the last series the Red Sox were in. 
Now, down in the right field corner is Steve Carlton warming up. He was 14 and 9 this year, 17 and 12 lifetime, 6 foot 4 inches tall, 195 pounds, 22 years old, born in Miami, Florida, and now resides in North Miami. A graduate of North Miami High School in 1963, he attended Miami Day Junior College, majoring in business administration. He pitched in 15 games for the Cardinals in 65 with no decisions. He was carried by the club all year, pitching only 25 innings. He was 3-3 three and three in the last two months of 1966. But this has been another year and another story. He led the Cardinals staff in starts with 28 and in strikeouts with 168 this past season. He won only three games and lost four here in St. Louis compared to an 11-5 record on the road. His lifetime National League record is 4-7 at home, 13-5 away. He's a strikeout specialist, and in one game this year, on September 20th, he struck out 16 men in eight innings at Philadelphia, the best strikeout performance by a National League pitcher in 1967 in a game, incidentally, which he lost 3-1. Now, Jim Lonborg won 22 games for the Boston Red Sox this year. He was 13-4 on the road and 9-5 and at home. He led the American League in strikeouts with 245, the second-best strikeout total in the history of the Red Sox, topped only by Joe Woods' 258 in 1912. He won the second game of the World Series 5 to nothing. Now the Boston Red Sox are being introduced, and as they are going out on the field, we'll give you their lineup, which is changed today with a left-hander Carlton going for St. Louis. Joe Foy is the leadoff man playing third base. Mike Andrews will be at second base. Carl Yastrzemski in left field. Ken Harrelson batting fourth and playing in right field. George Scott will be at first base. Reggie Smith is in center field. Rico Petroselli at shortstop. The catcher, Elston Howard, and the pitcher, Jim Lonborg. He tied, Lonborg did, Mike McCormick, who is 22 and 10, and Earl Wilson, 22 and 11, for the Major League lead in victories this season. Now for the St. Louis Cardinals, the lineup remains the same. Lou Brock, who has been a great star in this World Series, will lead off playing in left field. Kurt Flood is in center field, batting second. Roger Maris will be in right field, batting third. Orlando Cepeda will be at first base in the cleanup spot on the order. The catcher is Tim McCarver, batting fifth. Mike Shannon will play third base. Julian Javier, who has been a stick-out both ways in the field and at the plate, will be at second. Dal Maxville is the shortstop. And on the mound, left-hander Steve Carlton. So there are the lineups for this afternoon's game. Red Candy has just been announced the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and incidentally, his wife, Mary Shane Deans, will sing the national anthem shortly when it comes up. Now to the umpires for this fifth game of the World Series. 
Working the plate will be Ed Rungy of the American League, who will be in the World Series for the third time. The only rookie umpire in the World Series is Paul Pryor of the National League, who will be the umpire at first base. John Stevens of the American League is at second, appearing in his fourth World Series. Al Barlick, the senior umpire on the field, will be at third base from the National League. This is his seventh World Series. Down in the left field corner will be Frank Umont of the American League, appearing in the World Series for the third time. And down the right field line will be Augie Donatelli, appearing in his fourth World Series. could be the last game of the World Series, or if it is not, these teams will fly out of here tonight, and the series would resume in Boston on Wednesday. Tomorrow is an off day. That is, if Boston can pull it out. And as Pee Wee Reese mentioned, the Red Sox have been the kind of club who this year have won the games they have had to win. There are many old cliches about World Series competition, such as the point of no return and there is no tomorrow. They are old, they are cliches, but they are true when it comes down to the Red Sox situation here this afternoon. And again, we have really been blessed with a beautiful day after the forecast had been for very cloudy weather. Now... The fans are rising, and Mrs. Red Shandings will sing the national anthem.
I've done it again. Done what again? Come out without cigarettes. Well, here, try one of mine. Oh, that's okay. I... Here, try one of mine. Have a Salem. Salem is the menthol cigarette that refreshes your taste for you. Salem is the menthol cigarette all of America's turning to. When you buy a menthol cigarette, don't take anything but the best. Salem is the menthol cigarette, the one brand that outsells Today's NBC broadcast being uh, sent coast to coast and to 50 countries around the world, including our servicemen in Vietnam. And to remind you again of the dimensions of Bush Memorial Stadium, it's 330 feet down the lines in left and right field, 386 to the power alley in left and also to right field, and 414 feet to straightaway center field. The umpires, after the conference at home plate, have gone out to their respective spots. Steve Carlton has finished his warm-up throws, and Jim Longborg is still throwing down in the corner in left field. Now, a former Cardinal manager, and uh, as a matter of fact, a former Boston Braves manager, so there's a touch for both cities here, Billy Southworth throws out the first ball. Frankie Frisch, a former Cardinal Flash and uh, now a New Englander living in Rhode Island, threw out the first ball yesterday. Billy Southworth uh, tossing it out to catcher Tim McCarver, and the flash bulbs are popping around down there. And the Cardinals are now taking the field. So here we go. Game five coming up, and we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. WGYWGFM's Connected 8. Saratoga, the authentic Vichy behind the yellow label. The only mixer we know of that people built a city just to be near. Steve Carlton has taken the mound, starting to take his warm-up throws. And it's a real pleasure once more to turn this microphone over to a great gentleman and a former World Series star in his own right, Pee Wee Reese. Thank you again. Yes, sir. Defensively for the St. Louis Cardinals will be Orlando Cepeda at first base, Javier at second base, Maxwell at shortstop, at third base, Mike Shannon, in left field, Lou Brock, in center field, Kurt Flood, in right field, Roger Maris, the catcher, Tim McCarver, and the big pitcher, Steve Carlton. Talking about Steve Carlton, here is a big, classy, stylish-looking left-hander. Every move a picture has a good fastball, good curveball, and a changeup. No tricky pitches, but he can bring it pretty hard. The umpires, behind home plate, Ed Rungi. At first base, Paul Pryor. At second base, Johnny Stevens. At third base, Al Barley. Out on the left field line, Frank Umont. 
Right field line, that's Augie Donatelli. The first hitter leading off for the Red Sox here. This is the first time he started a game in this series. It'll be Joe Foy playing third base. The first pitch by Steve Carlton, a curveball, blown inside, ball one. The last chance for the Red Sox, as Ken told you, they must win this one. And they've won the big ones all year. Let's see what will happen. Carlton's next pitch, a good fastball, swung on, no contact. Strike one, one ball and one strike on Joe Foy. He's been up in the series three times, has not had a hit. All as a pinch hitter. During the season, he hit 16 home runs. Good power. Collins, fastball, swung on, foul straight back, strike two. One ball and two strikes. They played Joe Foy deep and fairly straight away. This Cardinal outfield, they can move. Roger Maris is not a bad outfielder. He made a great play yesterday. The curveball, swung on, foul off the left. One ball and two strikes. We're in the top half of the first inning. The first hitter in the fifth game of the World Series. The Red Sox down three games to one. Will we go back to Boston? Well, it won't be long till we'll find out. One ball, two strikes. Here is the pitch by Carlton. Fastball inside. Makes a count two and two. Carlton is not a herky-jerky pitcher. He kicks it leg up. A nice, soft follow-through. Foul ball right straight back before him. Red Shandy's talking about Carlton. After they had sensed the pennant, the Cardinals, Carlton kept saying, I hope that I get a chance to pitch in this series kept telling Billy Muppet that, the pitching coach for the Cardinals. Here is the pitch by Carlton. He just got a piece of it. And Joe Foy still alive as McCarver could not hold on to that foul tip. And Red Sandy's talking about Carlton. Said there's a fella that should have a chance to pitch in the series because he helped us so much during the season for us to win this pennant. Well, here he is. Two balls and two strikes the pitch. Another foul tip. Just got a piece of it before. He's hanging tough. A beautiful day in Bush Stadium here in St. Louis. And Ken, it's been remarkable weather. Well, we've been very fortunate. Uh, happy the weatherman hasn't been uh, <laughs> as accurate as some of his uh, forecasts. Here's the pitch. He struck it out. A good fastball on inside. So the first man that Carlton faces, he strikes him out. Pee-wee, as I mentioned before, he led the staff in uh, strikeouts with 168. And his last win was 4 to nothing at Cincinnati on September 15th. And that was his second shutout in a row. Can you also mention something else, which is remarkable? He got beat 3-1. to one. And the ball game over to Philadelphia, and he struck out 16 men in that game. Inside to Mike Andrews. Mike Andrews playing second base today. The first game he started, he had a pinch hit. Single. He's one for two in the series. Steve Carlton, the big kick. Here's the pitch. Inside. One ball and one strike. Mike Andrews chokes up on that bat. Carlton. Into the windup. Here is the pitch. A curveball. Swung on and foul. Out in front of the plate. McCarver chasing the ball down. 
Uh, so far, the only thing that they were concerned about, Carlton's control, looks to me like it's pretty good. He's been right around that plate so far today. This fellow at the plate, Mike Andrews, did a great job for Dick Williams this year. Played for him last year at Toronto, and he and Reggie Smith were the two rookies who solidified the club. A one and two pitches foul back to Mike Andrews. Well, I had the pleasure of watching this young fellow play quite a few games. Mike Andrews at second base. And he should be around for a long time. And he's got a great fella to help him out. Coaching for the Red Sox and Bobby Doerr. Here's the pitch for Carlton. Inside and low. Makes the count two and two. One away when the top half of the first inning. Red Sox and the Cardinals here at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. The fifth game of the World Series. The Cardinals lead three games to one. It's a must for the Red Sox. Carlton kicks that leg. Here's the pitch. Curveball. A little bit too low. It's a full count now. Three and two. We have three new players in the Red Sox lineup today. At least since the first game, Joe Foy starting at third base. Mike Andrews at second base. Here's the pitch. Little lazy looper. Javier at second base should have no trouble with it. Underneath it and takes it for out number two. Foy at third. Mike Andrews at second. And they're starting Ken Harrelson in right field, who opened up the series in Boston. Hasn't played since. Trying to get a little right-handed tire in there. Carl Yostrzemski. Here's the hitter. He's batting third in the lineup. Gets a nice round of applause from the St. Louis fans. Carl in the series. Five for 15. Has four runs batted in. Curveball. Low and outside. Ball one. With Reggie Smith as switch hitter, Carl will be the only bona fide left-handed batter in this lineup facing the Southpaw Carlton. Fastball high and outside, ball two. And as a rule, left-handers did not bother Yastrzemski. Not this year. He was much tougher hanging in there with him all season long. The pitch is outside, ball three, and you can see Carlton has a lot of respect for Carl Yastrzemski. He has two home runs in the series. The windup, the pitch, low and inside, ball four. So now then, Carlton has a strikeout, a pop-up, and a walk. It's two away. And that brings up the right fielder, Ken Harrelson. In the first game, he went 0 for 3. Harrelson has good power. He's the fellow that came over to Kansas City, came over from Kansas City to Boston. When he first came with Boston, got two or three big hits. Carlton checks the runner at first base to Strimsey. Here is a pitch. Grounder out to the shortstop. Maxwell flips the ball over to Javier, forcing out to Strimsey. And that's all for Harrelson, and that's all for the Red Sox here in the top half of the first inning. So the score here at first inning, the Red Sox nothing, and the Cardinals coming to bat. Most of us enjoy watching the strategy of these World Series managers. When one of them sends up a left-handed pinch hitter, the other is just likely to counter by waving a southpaw to the mound. For every move, there's a counter move, right? Well, you know, it won't be long now before a winner makes its move, and all of us are going to have to meet it. And when ice and snow cover the road, the safest counter move you can make 
is B.F. Goodridge's Trailmakers Silvertown Snow Tars. Trailmakers give your car real digging power. The deep biting edges dig in to keep you going. The four-ply nylon car construction means many winners of safe driving miles. BFG Trailmaker Snow Tires can be yours for no money down. And insulation, it's free. If you need extra traction, you can get your Trailmakers with steel safety studs. So don't be outmaneuvered by snow and ice. Stay on top of winter with Trailmaker Silvertowns from your BF Goodrich store or dealer. Out on the mound, Jim Lonborg is taking his warm-up throws as we get ready for the last half of the first inning. The Red Sox were scoreless in the top of the first. Lonborg, six foot five inches tall, 200 pounds. They call him Gentleman Jim. This is the fifth World Series game, and the Cardinals have used the same batting order in each one. And in 1964... The Cardinals used the same eight starters in each of the seven games, although the order was not the same in every game. Lonborg has completed his warm-up throws and will pitch first to Lou Brock. And once again, here is Harold Peewee Reese. Okay, Ken. As you can hear, Lou Brock. But Danny Little left fielder for the Cardinals gets a nice round of applause by the fans, and he has deserved it. In the series, he has scored eight runs. Eight for 16. Lombard's first pitch to Lou Brock. Fastball just got that outside corner. Strike one. And what a game is Lombard pitched up in Boston. Pretty hard to improve on that one. He just gave up one hit to Javier. Let's see what he can do today. Here's the pitch by Lombard. Ball hit out into right center. That ball is hit hard. Harrelson going back. He one-hands the ball. A nice running play by the right fielder, Ken Ken Harrelson, out in right center. Luke Brock hit that ball hard. But Harrelson, playing Brock deep, made a fine running play. So it's one away. Harrelson Howard out to talk to his pitcher, Lombard. Brings up Kirk Flood. He's three for 16. The thing that the Red Sox have to do is to try to keep these two fellows off of those sacks. Kirk Flood tries to bunt one down at third baseline. Boy, he was waiting for him. He was in a couple of steps. One strike on Kirk Flood. Lombard. That familiar stance of his. Kicks that leg. Here's a pitch. Curveball way outside, ball one. One ball and one strike on Flood. We're in the bottom half of the first inning here at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. The fifth game of the World Series. Ken Coleman and I'm Pee Wee Reese bringing you today's game. Certainly hope that you'll enjoy it. Jim Lundbarg, here's the pitch. Curveball. Little low one outside, ball two. Two balls and one strike on Flood. Coaching at third base, Joel Schultz for the Cardinals. At first base, Dick Sizzler. Lombard shakes his head. He doesn't want that one. Elson Howard moves outside. Here's the pitch. A high hopper to Foy at third base. He takes it over to George Scott. And that's all for Kirk Flood. So it's two up, two down here in the bottom half of the first inning. Pee Wee, we have an interesting sideline on World Series. Uh, as we've said, uh, all of the executives appear. And what it, whether this means anything or not remains to be seen. But George Selkirk, the general manager of Washington, 
has given Bing Devine of the Mets permission to speak to your old teammate, Gil Hodges. The first pitch by Lombard to Roger Maris is outside. Roger acted like he wanted to, but one down at third baseline. Well, there's been a lot of talk about Hodges going to the Mets. Ken, if that's what he wants to do, the best of luck to him. Done a good job over at Washington. Roger Maris hits a grounder to George Scott. Will he take it himself? Yes, sir. He waved Lonberg away. Steps on the bag. That's all for Roger Maris. And that's all for the Cardinals here in the bottom half of the first inning. So the score here at Bush Stadium after one inning of play, the Red Sox nothing and the Cardinals nothing. Hello. This is Petula Clark for Plymouth 68. And the beat goes on. Yes, the beat goes on. Last year, over a quarter million owners of other low-price cars were won over to Plymouth. It started a movement, a momentum, a beat. And the beat goes on. Styles have come and surely styles will go. But Plymouth beauty is not a bad, you know. You've got what you've been looking for. George Scott, the first baseman, ready to take Steve Carlton's first pitch. It's in a little low and inside, a curveball, ball one. George Scott, he's four for 15 in the series. Has good power, has 19, had 19 home runs during the season. This fastball in there for call strike one. Over on the television side, uh, Pee Wee, Kurt Gowdy had a telegram from Greenville, Mississippi. They're going to have a George Scott day down there after the year's over. Like that. A curveball in there for strike two. One ball and two strikes on George Scott. Steve Carlton does not take too much time to kick the pitch. Little tap foul that the umpire Ed Rungi came up with. Talking about Ed Rungi. Ken, these umpires, as usual, have done a terrific job. Tremendous job in this World Series. I don't think there's been one real squabble all the way through. George Scott. He struck him out. The ball gets away from McCarver. McCarver is going back for the ball down to first base. George Scott. That'll be a wild pitch by Carlton and a strikeout. Clark Carlton. That was a sharp breaking curveball that Scott was fooled on, but he went around. Ball got by McCarver, and Scott is down on at first base. So it's a break here for the Boston Red Sox. And that brings up Reggie Smith. Carlton looks over George Scott at first base. The kick, here's the pitch. Reggie Smith batting right-handed against Steve Carlton, a left-handed pitcher. You know, there's an old saying, you can't steal first, but that's about the closest thing to it, I guess, Pee-wee. <laughs> 
Harp looks over at Scott. Here's the pitch. Ball hit hard out in the center field. Kurt Flood right back underneath it. And he takes it for out number one. George Scott tags up at first. And again, if there's any doubt about Kurt Flood's arm. Well, that was a tremendous throw in. The ball was hit well, and the Red Sox, like most clubs in that situation, had Scott tagging up, and he bluffed towards second and smartly did not go. He would have been had easily. And the Red Sox ballplayers have been very much impressed by Flood throughout this series with his great speed and defensive ability in that outfield. By the way, George Scott still on the first base. Petroselli hit her. Curveball tried to check his swing. Petroselli did. It's in there for call strike one. Petrosilli is a better hitter than he is one for 11 in the series. Carroll pitched to Petrosilli, fouls it straight back, and it's strike two. Someone made a nice play right down in front of his ear. 0-2 is the count on Petrosilli. There's no score in this ball game. We're in the top half, the second inning. No hits in the ball game. Hog. Fastball, high and outside. McCarver makes a bluff. Got at first base as George Scott hustles back in there. One ball and two strikes. It's one away. Hog. Looking down at McCarver. Doesn't want that pitch. He steps off the rubber. George Scott taking a short lead at first base. Scott does not have bad speed for a big fella. Here's a pitch, a curveball hit out in the right field. Roger Maris backs up a couple of steps. He's underneath it. Scott back into first base. So it's two away. And that brings up the big catcher, Elston Howard. Howard in the series, one for eight. Great catcher for the Yankees for so many years. Carp, the kick. Here's the pitch. McCarver down to first base. Cepeda does not make a tag at Scott. He's back in there easily. Carp comes set. Here's the pitch. Fastball too high. Count is 2-0. Elson Howard checks with his coach, Papowski. Ed Papowski down at third base, coaching for the Red Sox. Coaching at first base, the great second baseman for the Red Sox for so many years, Bobby Doerr. The 2-0 pitch, Elston Howard. Grounder after the shortstop, Maxwell. He's up with it. Flips the ball over to Javier. Retiring George Scott, and that's all for the Red Sox in the top half of the second inning. So after one and a half innings of play, the score, the Red Sox nothing, and the Cardinals nothing. Once again, we're happy to present the worst person of the week. And this week's choice is a specialist. You are a legitimate theater pest? Yes, that's right. Uh, could you come up here and explain? Right. You see, it takes real nerve to be a theater pest with live actors and an audience that's paid up to $10 a ticket. Do you always wear shoes with bells on them? Only to the theater. I come in with these just after the curtain rises and rush to my seat. Oh, that's pretty annoying. Right. Then I always bring a crisp Macintosh apple along. <laughs> Oh, I hate to be near you. Oh, you don't have to. When I get a sneezing fit, it can be heard in the balcony. Oh, you're a terror. I try. In romantic scenes, I love to make a sound. Awful. Now, what's this about your leaving your family defenseless? Yes. You see, my entire family uses right guard deodorant. 
which they love because it's a spray. Oh, my family, too. Right. Anyhow, they never get to use the right guy because I take it to the theater to hiss the villains. Great, huh? This is Ken Coleman along with Pee Wee Reese at Bush Memorial Stadium at the last half of the second inning. And Orlando Cepeda will lead off. The Cardinals went in order in the first inning, although Brock hit the ball very hard, and Harrelson made a fine running catch and right. Pee Wee? The first pitch by Lombard to Cepeda is in there for call strike one, a fastball. Cepeda, in the series, two for 15, has one run batted in. This is his second World Series. Hit 158 for the Giants. A swing and a miss, strike two. When the Giants played in the series in 1962. Here is one of the most feared hitters in the National League. The big right-hander, Orlando Cepeda. On Barg, count of no balls and two strikes. Here is the pitch. Fastball high and inside. One ball and two strikes on Cepeda. Defensively for the Red Sox, George Scott at first. Mike Andrews at second base. Petroselli at shortstop. Joe Foy at third base. In left field, Yastrzemski in center field. Reggie Smith, right field, Ken Harrelson. And the catcher is Elson Howard. The pitcher is big Jim Lundborg. And here is the pitch. Her ball swung on, missed, strike three. So that's the first strikeout by the 22-game winner, Jim Lombard. And he also has a big win in the series here for the Red Sox, the only game that they've won. Tim McCarver, in this series, he's two for 13. In the 64 series, the last time the Cardinals Cardinals played. He led with 478. See, he hit pretty good in that 64 series. A real fine catcher. One ball, no strike on Tim McCarver. Lombard. Looking down at Elson Howard. Elson Howard moves inside with a target. That's where it was. A little bit too much inside. 2-0 the town on Tim McCarver. You can watch hard. He's the type of catcher that moves in. He moves out. He moves up and he moves down. Some catchers will just hold that target one spot. Hard moves around. Lombard with a count of two balls and no strikes on McCarver. Here's the pitch. Little lazy loop out in the left field. Yastrzemski coming in in fair territory and short left. Underneath it and takes it for out number two. So Lombard has not had too much trouble so far in this ball game. We're in the bottom half of the second inning. A fly out for Brock. Kurt Flood grounded out. And Roger Maris grounded out to George Scott unassisted. So he's retired five men in a row. Lonberg against Steve Carlton. They're both big, tall, lanky boys. Lombard, a right-hander, and caught in the left-hander. Mike Shannon, the first pitch, he pops it up. Elson Howard flips it, masked away from him. Underneath it, and takes it for out number three. So it's three up and three down here in the bottom half of the second inning. So the score after two innings of play, it's still the Red Sox nothing and the Cardinals nothing. Hi, honey, I'm home. Hi, I'm upstairs. 
upstairs. I'll be down in a minute. Okay. Have um, a good day. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, I lost your job again, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought some new super king-size Winston cigarettes today. They're on the table in the hall. In the gold and red pack? That's right. Great taste. It's not how long you make it. It's how you make it long. Mm, took her son to the dentist today. What happened? Mm, 20 new cavities. Ouch. Wowee. Mm. Well, I can't find the money. Oh, listen, John. Maybe they're in the table on the other side of the living room. What's the table doing over there? What'd you do, rearrange the furniture again? No, John. I always keep the table over there. John? Cynthia? Mr. Fredericks, are you in the wrong house again? Tastes good. Tastes good. It should. It should. It's Winston. Ken Coleman on PB Race. Bringing you to the fifth game from Bush Stadium. Ken, what is Lombard's real strong pitch? You saw him all year. Well, he has uh, a great sinking fastball, I think is his best pitch, Pee Wee. But oddly enough, when he's high with a fastball, it uh, will jump some. And that's one of the reasons he became a strikeout specialist this year. Steve Carlton, the first pitch to Lundberg. He tries to push one down the first baseline. It's foul strike one. You know, that brings back a lot of fond memories to Boston fans because in the sixth inning of the final game of the season against the Twins, Lundberg led off by dropping a bunt down third, and that started the five-run outburst that won the American League pennant. I remember well. We were doing that game. They kind of upset everything for the Minnesota Twins. Here's the pitch for Carlton, Alon Barga. Fastball is high and outside. One ball and one strike. Alon is not a bad hitter for a pitcher. He hangs tough. The one and one pitch by Carlton. Here it is. Fastball right down in there for call strike two. No hits, no runs, no errors by the Red Sox. No hits, no runs. No errors by the Cardinals. We're in the top half of the third inning. Alon against Steve Carlton. Here's the big left-hander's pitch. He throws his bat. Is it a foul ball? It's a foul ball. Mike Shannon down at third base. The bat went out toward the pitcher, Steve Carlton. The ball went down third baseline. It was just barely foul. As Mike Shannon would have had no trouble with throwing Lundberg out. Well, he did that in the first game of the World Series accidentally and has done it again today. He's making like Minnie Minoso uh, a little bit. <laughs> Tony Oliva. Yeah. Tony Oliva, the Minnesota Twins. I think he leads the league in throwing bats. He's also a pretty good hitter. One ball, two strikes on Jim Lombard. Carlton's pitch. Fastball, swung on, missed. Strike three. That's the second strikeout by Steve Carlton, and it brings up Joe Foy. Actually, Pee Wee, it's the third. You remember uh, Scott struck out and reached first on that wild pitch. Easy not not to remember that one, I guarantee (laughs) you. Thank you, Ken. The first pitch to Joe Foy in there for call strike one. Yeah, George Scott struck out. The ball got away from the carver. Base hit by Foy out in the left field. Lou Brock down on one knee up with the ball. Foy makes the big turn at first base. And that's the first hit of the ball game. Last year, Foy was a great second-half hitter for the Red Sox. That was his story again this year, although Joe has not been playing regularly of late. But he and George Scott were picked as 
rookies of the year last year because Scott had a great first half and Foy a great second half for Boston. Mike Andrews, the first pitch to him. He tries to bunt one down the third baseline. Mike Shannon up the ball. He can't pick it up. Mike Shannon at third cannot find a handle. Foy moves down to second. And Mike Andrews on at first base. Shannon, arrow five. You're keeping score. So now then we have runners on first and second. It's one away. The hitter, Carl Yastrzemski. Carl taking his time now. He looks back. Four at second base. Here is the pitch. A fastball just got the outside corner. Ed Brungy behind home plate. He's at the American League. At first base, Paul Pryor. Second base, Johnny Stevens. At third base, Al Barley. Yastrzemski keeps swinging that bat. Carlton looks back at Foy at second. There's a kick, the pitch. A curveball just got the outside corner. Strike two. 0-2 on Yastrzemski as Carlton makes two real good pitches. Looks like they're trying to keep the ball outside on him, Ken. They've been doing that, and Carl has been trying to pull it. But I have a feeling today that he's going to go with the pitch, especially in this type of situation, if he can get anything to hit at. Carl gets his time from McCarver. McCarver moves outside. Fastball a little bit too high and a little bit too much outside. Makes a count one ball and two strikes. Well, in the top half of the third inning, no score in this ballgame at Bush Stadium. The fifth game of the World Series. We have runners on first and second. Andrews on at first. Joe Foy down at second base. Foy has the only hit in the ballgame. Yastrzemski holds that bat high. Here's a pitch by Carlton. Curveball low and outside makes it count two and two. McCarver, the catcher. He has moved outside. Javier, the second baseman, in to talk to Carlton. Two balls, two strikes on Yastrzemski. He's for five for 15 in the series. Here's the pitch. Just got that outside corner. Yastrzemski caught looking. That's the fourth strikeout. For Steve Carlton. Yastrzemski was a little unhappy with that call. A fine pitch for Steve Carlton, low and outside. Just nipped that black part of the plate. Here's the pitch to Ken Harrelson, a curveball inside, ball one. Pee Wee, during the season, the Red Sox were 24 and 12 against left handers, 68 and 58 against right handers. As you can see, they faced a lot more right handed pitching. A 1 0 pitch to Ken Harrelson, it's outside, 2 0. Part of the reason for that, of course, is Fenway Park. A lot of managers are reticent about throwing left handers at Fenway because of that short wall and left. Two balls, 
No strikes. On Ken Harrelson. Carlton looks back at second and four. Here's the pitch, a fastball and a dandy in there. Two balls and one strike. Carlton on the year. He won 14 games and lost nine. Ken Harrelson looking out at Steve Carlton. Here's the pitch, the big kick. The ground ball in the hole. It's a base hit. Low drive. In for the ball. Here comes Joe Foy in to score the first run for the Red Sox. And the Red Sox lead in this ball game by a score of one to nothing. As Ken Harrelson gets a base hit in the hole out in the left field. To score Foy from second base. Moving down to second was Mike Andrews. And on at first base, Ken Harrelson. And that brings up George Scott. So it's two hits in this inning. One by Foy and one by Ken Harrelson. George Scott chokes up on the bat a little bit. Steve Carlton, here's the kick. Curveball, swung on and missed, strike one. A beautiful day here in St. Louis. And this is a beautiful ballpark. If you're ever in St. Louis, come out and see us. You'd love it. Fastball in there. Call strike two. On at second, Mike Andrews. On at first, Ken Harrelson. The Red Sox lead by a score of one to nothing. They're battling to stay alive. They have to win this one. Steve Carlton. Here's the pitch to George Scott. Little lazy looper going out into right field. Roger Maris underneath it and takes it for the third out. And that's all for the Red Sox here in the top half of the third inning. But they came up with one big run. So the score after two and a half innings of play, it's the Red Sox one and the Cardinals nothing. Notice how some infielders have the uncanny knack of always being right in front of the ball. They're in position and they're on their toes. And when the grounder comes, they're right there to make the play. Well, you know, most defensive drivers have the same ability. They know how to anticipate trouble and to be ready when it comes. When winter comes, it won't be long now, they get set for snow on icy roads with a set of new snow tires. And the snow tires many good drivers prefer are BF Goodrich Trailmaker Silvertowns. They're built of the toughest four-ply nylon card and have the deepest biting edges you can buy. The Trailmaker tread is wide and deep. Sends you over icy roads with sure-footed safety. Trailmakers are quiet, too. And they won't put you into the poorhouse, either. You can get your Trailmakers for no money down. If you want steel safety studs, your BF dealer can handle that, too. So get into position for winter right now. Get Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires from your BF Goodrich store or dealer. Ken Harrelson's ground single into left field scored Joe Foy in the top of the third, and it is one to nothing Boston as we get set now for the last half of the third inning at Bush Memorial Stadium. Jim Lombard, retired six men in a row. He's now facing Javier, the fellow that got the only hit off in the last game. A fastball just got the outside corner. Strike one. Six for 14. That's what Javier has done in the series. He's had a dandy. Fastball swung on. Foul straight back, strike two. You have to like this Lombard. 
If you'd ever see him pitch. He's always around the plate. Very seldom. Walks more than two or three men a ball game. He attacks the hitter. He's not afraid to let him hit the ball. The 0-2 pitch to Javier. Here it is. Fastball right back to him on one hop. Lombard flips the ball over to George Scott at first base. And that's all for Javier. Lombard has retired seven men in a row. The Red Sox lead in this ball game by a score of one to nothing. Dow Maxwell, the shortstop as a hitter. Here's the first pitch. Fastball right back through the middle. Mike Andrews makes a fine stop. The throw over to George Scott Mountain Tremendous play by Mike Andrews going far to his right to take the ground ball. He fell to the ground in getting it, could not get as much as he wanted on his throw, but made a great try, and Maxville is on, and that is the first St. Louis hit in this ballgame, and Jim Lonborg has now given up two hits in 11 and a third innings of pitching in this World Series. Steve Carlton, the pitcher, he's a left-handed batter. Joe Foy moving in at third. Is he going to bunt? He pops it up. Joe Foy in foul territory takes it. As Carlton pops up to the third baseman, Foy. Back to first base, of course, Dal Maxwell. So it's two down. Brings up Lou Brock. 17 times at bat, eight hits. The first time up, he flied out to right field. It was not an easy chance. Harrelson made a fine running catch. Here's the pitch for Lombard. A swing and a foul. Straight back, strike one. The Cardinals, they like to run. They have good speed. And of course, the speediest of them all is the hitter up there right now, Lou Brock. We have Dow Maxwell on at first base. It's two away. The score, Red Sox won, the Cardinals nothing. Lombard comes set, looks over at Maxwell. He flips the ball over to George Scott. Maxwell back in plenty of time at first base. Elson Hard. Crouched down. Blue Brock steps out of the batter's box. Lombard looking down to Elson Howard. Here's the sign. The pitch by Big Jim. Fastball high and outside. Makes a count. One ball and one strike. Howard just steps out in front of home plate. Massages that ball. Looks around. Flips the ball back to Lombard. The third baseman, Joe Foy, is in about three or four steps to protect that bunt in case of Lou Brock. He leveled a bump with two men out as you have Kurt Flood in the on-deck circle. The one-in-one pitch. Ball hit off the left. Way back up in the stands. Strike two. Well, we're in the bottom half of the third inning here at Bush Stadium. The Red Sox have one run on two hits. They have not made an error. The Cardinals have no runs on one hit, and they've made one miscue. One ball and two strikes on Lou Brock. Kind of has a closed stance. He's close to the plate, Brock is. 
He'll swap the ball to left, back through the middle, and hit it hard to right field. He struck him out on a real good sinker, and Brock goes down swinging. So that's all for the Cardinals here in the bottom half of the third inning. The score here at Bush Stadium, the Red Sox won, the Cardinals nothing. Hello, this is Petula Clark for Plymouth 68. And the beat goes on. Yes, the beat goes on. Last year, over a quarter million owners of other low-priced cars were won over to Plymouth. It started a movement, a momentum, a beat. And the beat goes on at your Plymouth dealers. Styles have come and surely styles will go. But Plymouth beauty is not a fad, you know, no, no, no. Plymouth beauty does go on and on, as does your Plymouth dealer's great deals. See him now. He'll show you how last year's success cars are even more beautiful for 68. And the beat goes on. Yes, the beat goes on. Three important words from your nearby Plymouth dealer. Enjoy the game. Well, Pee Wee, for the third day in a row, the attendance is 54,575. So we've tied the record again. It's been that way every day here at Bush Stadium. Ordinarily, it holds about 49,000, but they've had extra seats put in, and great crowds have turned out each day. Top half the fourth inning. Reggie Smith, the first hitter. The first pitch is popped up. Maxwell, the shortstop, right in back of the bag at second base. Over in front of Javier. Takes it for out number one. So Reggie Smith flied out to the center fielder his first time up. And he pops up to the shortstop. He's 0 for 2 on the day. And that brings up Rico Petroselli, the shortstop. He flied out to the right fielder his first time up. Carlton's pitch time. In there for call strike one. Two hits for the Red Sox. One hit for the Cardinals. But the Red Sox have one run. They lead in this ball game by a score of one to nothing. A changeup. It's low and inside. Makes it count one ball and one strike. Carlton. The kick. The pitch. Curveball. Started it. Have a cut. Petroselli did. Held up. It's too low. Two balls and one strike. Ken, one thing I've noticed about pitching on both teams, they do not take too much time on that rubber. Fastball. Hit down to third base. Mike Mike Shannon makes a great play. The long throw would have separated to get Petroselli. A dandy play by Mike Shannon as he backhanded the ball at third base and made the throw over. And as you said, Pee Wee, they are not in this World Series taking very much time. And of course, I think infielders, uh, and I know you could comment on this, like it that way because it keeps you right up on your toes all the way. Outfielders, too. Elston Howard, the first pitch for Carlton. It's too low. Ball one. You're so right, Ken. Anytime that you get a pitcher out there that gets back up on that rubber and throws without looking around, gets the ball over the plate, the infielders are always on the toes. They're always ready. Always enjoyed playing behind the man that got the ball over and didn't take too much time. The one and old pitch to Elston Hard. There's a ball hit out in the right field. Roger Maris going back. Can he catch it? Right over near the stands. In foul territory. Takes it for out number three. That's all for Elston Hard. And that's all for the Red Sox in the top half of the fourth inning. 
So after three and a half innings of play at the score, the Red Sox won, the Cardinals nothing. Your new Technocrat razor gives a very nice shave. Crazy about not having to handle razor blades since I got your Tectonics razor. I like the light feel of your Technotic razor. The hard-pronouncing, easy-shaving Gillette Tecmatic. Ask your face about it. Heads Up Hair Groom has come up with a nice discovery for the man whose hair gets mussed. If you used Heads Up this morning, don't put more Heads Up on. You can regroom your hair anywhere you are with just a little water on a comb. Now, we don't know how many times water will bring Heads Up back to life again after one application. All we can say is try it and see. Heads Up Hair Groom in bottles or tubes by Gillette. We're going now into the last half of the fourth inning at Bush Memorial Stadium. The Red Sox lead the Cardinals by a score of one to nothing. Kurt Flood will lead off against Jim Lonborg, who goes to the rosin bag and is about ready to work. And ready to tell us about it, once again, Pee Wee Reese. Kurt Flood, 0 for 1 on the day. He grounded out to the third baseman. His first time up. Jim Lonborg, the kick. Here's the pitch. A fastball just got that outside corner. Strike one. A great-looking young young pitcher, this Jim Lonborg. Here's the pitch. Curveball inside. Makes it count one ball and one strike. Flood will be followed by Roger Maris and Orlando Cepeda. This is the second World Series for Kurt Flood. Here is the pitch by Lonborg. It's hit off the right back up in the stand. Strike two. One ball and two strikes. He also played the 1964 Series. He had 200. He batted 335 in 1967. It was the fourth best average in the National League. Had a real fine year. Lonborg, curveball. Little lazy foul ball right in the back of the stands of a fan. Booted, and the youngster got it. And he is very happy. Got himself a World Series souvenir. <laughs> like to see that. The one ball, two strike pitch by Lombard to Kurt Flood. There's a little grounder down to George Scott. He runs over and steps on the bag and takes it himself. Having much trouble so far in this ball game as we're in the bottom half of the fourth inning. He's given up one hit by the shortstop, Dow Maxwell. Back through the middle at Mike Andrews made a great play on Roger Maris. The first pitch, fastball in there, strike one. It's really something to see these two pitchers move that ball around. Lonborg. Fastball outside, then he'll move that curveball inside. Sinker down. Here's a kick to pitch. Roger Maris trying to bunt one. Made no contact. Strike two on him. Well, again, whenever you see a power hitter like Roger Maris trying to bunt, you know they have a little respect for this fellow. Two strikes on Roger. The kick, the pitch. Base hit out in the right field by Roger Maris. Ken Harrison up with the ball. Maris makes the big turn at first base. Back in there. So that's the second hit. Given up by Lombard. 
Cepeda. By his standards, has not had a good series. He's able to break loose at any time. Gets a nice hand. As the Cardinals, fans come to life here at Bush City, and they trail one to nothing. It's one away. Roger Maris on at first base. Curveball inside. Ball one. Both clubs now have two hits, but the Red Sox have one run. They scored one in the third inning. Cepeda had 25 home runs during National League play, batted 325. There's a flip over to George Scott. Maris back in plenty of time. A shortstop and second baseman in a couple of steps. They're waiting for that double play. Foy at third base, not too far off the line. Cepeda hits the ball everywhere. There's a flip to Scott at first base. Maris not taking too much of a lead. You have to play Cepeda just about straight away, except the Red Sox are playing a little bit right center. Reggie Smith is. The one and 0 pitch, the Lundberg kick. The curveball is too high, ball two. Ken, Lonborg has to keep the ball down to be effective. That's right. That's when he is at his best. And that's what he's trying to get done right here. He hasn't walked anybody. He struck out two, but he's struggling now. A 2-0 and pitch to Cepeda. It's foul straight back. Elster Hart coming back. Elson, you have no chance. And the count is now two balls and one strike. But as I did mention once before, Pee Wee, Jim, this year... Uh, fortunately, at times, has found that when he's been up, and he doesn't like to be up, but sometimes when he is, that fastball will rise for him, and that has helped him some. And in the winter league this past year, he picked up a slider, so he's got an additional pitch working for him. Two balls, one strike on Cepeda. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Battle tip. Makes the count two and two. Well, I could say, Ken, with... The speed that I've seen on his fastball, I can, cannot see why he can't come up with that fastball occasionally. Well, during the course of the season, he has. Just a fine-looking young pitcher. Jim Lundborg. And to win 22 games in the American League, you would have to have something. Or any league. One run for the Red Sox. No runs for the Cardinals. When the bottom half of the fourth inning, it's one out. The count is two and two on Orlando Cepeda. We have Roger Maris on at first base. Lonborg comes set, looks over at Maris. He flips the ball over to Scott. Try to get Maris back easily. One thing about Lonborg, he's always going to first base that rudder on there. Keep him close. Cepeda steps out of the box. The umpire, Ed Rungy, calls time. Now everybody's ready. Lonborg. Comes set. Elston Howard moves outside. Sidearm fastball. A little sinker. Low and inside. Ball three. Well, let's see. If Roger Maris with a count three and two on Cepeda, one away, if he'll be taking off from first base. We're in the bottom half of the fourth inning here at Bush Stadium. The Red Sox lead the Cardinals by a score of one to nothing. The Red Sox trying to take the sixth game back to Boston. The three and two pitch, there goes Maris. There's a curveball hit out of the left field. Can Yastrzemski get to it? He's going to be in foul territory. He's right over there near the stands. He takes it. And hustling back to first base, Roger Maris. There isn't much room down there in foul territory. And uh, 
It's out in the area where the pitchers warm up for the start of the ball game. It's probably about eight or ten feet. Yes had to make a long run and made a good backhanded catch of the ball. Yastrzemski out in left field. Lou Brock, there's you looking at two of the best. Both of them have good speed, and they both charge everything. Tim McCarver is the hitter. Lombard flips the ball back over to Scott at first base to keep Roger Maris on us. McCarver flat out to Yastrzemski in left field. His first time up. He's two for 13 in the series. Lombard set. Here's the pitch. Fastball, a sinker. In there, call strike one. It's two away. Roger Maris on at first base when the bottom half of the fourth inning. The Red Sox won, the Cardinals nothing. Lundberg has his sign. McCarver squats over at that plate. Here's the pitch. A little bit too low. Makes the count one ball and one strike. You see all kinds of stances at home plate. Near the plate, back away from it. The bat straight up, the bat around your neck. McCarver, right over the top of that plate. Here's the pitch. Fastball just got the outside corner. One ball and two strikes on Tim. We've talked about McCarver's speed as a catcher. He led the National League catchers in 67 with eight stolen bases. On at first base, Roger Maris. It's two away. One ball and two strikes on Tim McCarver. Von Bark takes a little bit too much time. Can't get together on signs with Elson Howard. McCarver steps out of there. Everyone is ready. No, McCarver isn't ready. Steps back out again. Lombard comes set. The one and two pitch to McCarver. Right back through the middle. Lombard up with it. Flips the ball over to George Scott. And that's all for McCarver. And that's all for the Cardinals here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. So the score after four innings of play, it's still the Red Sox one and the Cardinals nothing. Whistling my favorite song, gotta get moving right along. Oh, I'd walk a mile for a candle. Yes, I'd walk a mile for a camel. I'd walk a mile for a camel. I'd walk a mile, wouldn't you? I've got one twin soul, little old shoe with a great big hole. Yes, I'd walk a mile for a camel. I'd walk a mile for a camel. Little message is strictly for smokers who've never tasted a camel cigarette. Camel smokers, you know what we mean. You other guys, start walking. I'm Peter Reese, working with Ken Coleman. We're in the top half of the fifth inning here at Bush Stadium. And I've enjoyed these last three days working with this fellow, Mr. Ken Coleman, and it's a pleasure to turn the game over to him. Ken, come on in, pal. Okay, thank you very much. Lonborg is up. Swings and misses on the first pitch for strike one. Jim struck out in the third inning. The Red Sox have a one to nothing lead. The outfield playing around toward right. 
Left-hander Steve Carlton kicks and throws. Lonborg fouls it back to the screen, and the count is strike two. The Red Sox run came in the third inning with one out. Joe Foy single to left. Andrew sacrificed. Foy to second. And then Harrelson with two outs, single to left field, scoring Foy. Carlton delivers a strike called on the outside corner. Lonborg is down on three pitches. So there's one down in the Boston fifth inning, and Foy is coming up to the plate. Interesting sidelight on Lonborg. He's a Stanford graduate, but when they played at home this year, the last couple of times he stayed at a hotel because it makes him feel like he's on the road where he has a better record. So a little bit of uh, superstition was involved. Here's Foy, one for two. He struck out and singled. Takes a call strike on the outside corner at the knees. Ed Rungy of the American League working his third World Series, calling the balls and strikes. Here's the wind-up and pitch by Carlton. Fly ball hit into center field. Flood going back. He's waiting. And about 400 feet away, he makes the catch. What a tremendous jump. Kirk Flood gets on a ball out in center field. He's uh, waiting for balls that some other outfielders might still be going after. There are two men out now in the Boston fifth inning, and the batter is second baseman Mike Andrews. Mike has popped up to second and sacrificed in the third. Boston with a 1-0 lead as we play in the top half of the fifth inning in this all-important game in St. Louis. Carlton gets the sign from Tim McCarver. Tall left-hander throws outside for a ball. The umpire at first base is Paul Pryor. At second, John Stevens. Al Barlicks at third. Frank Umont down the left field line. Augie Donatelli in right. Pitch is swung on and missed. And a hard cut was taken by Mike Andrews. One ball, one strike. Carlton, a long, lean guy at 6'4", 195 pounds. He'll be 23 on the 22nd of December. The pitch to Andrews is taken low for a ball. Two and one. Two balls, one strike. Two out and nobody on in the Boston fifth. 54,575 looking on on a bright, sunny day. The pitch, line drive, base hit into left field. In for it comes Brock and Mike Andrews with two out of the fifth singles into left. Mike Shannon, the third baseman, went diving to his left and made a good try on the ball but could not quite reach the hard shot off the bat of Mike Andrews. So the batter is Carl Yastrzemski now. He has walked in the first inning and was called out on strikes in the third. Andrews at first, two away. Cepeda holding against the base runner. Carlton, the left-hander, throws to first. The runner is back safely. Maris deep in right. Flood shaded into right center. The set by the left-hander in the pitch. Strike call. One strike on Carl Yastrzemski. Two-time American League batting champion. 321 in 1963 and 326 this year in winning the Triple Crown. The pitch is outside. One and one. One other man won the Triple Crown and was tied for home runs, and that was former Cardinal great Joe Medwick. Yaz was tied with Harmon Killebrew of the Twins at 44. Here's the 1-1 pitch. 
Here's a ground ball. Javier to his right, up with it, flips over to the shortstop Maxfield for the fourth play, retiring the side. So the Red Sox are out in the fifth inning. No runs, one hit, and one is left. After four and one half, the score is Boston one and St. Louis nothing. Say, when you want to get home safe in this game, you sometimes have to come in on a slide, and that's baseball. But when you're driving around on an icy road this winter, well, that's no time to play around. Sure-footed traction is what you need for safety. No sliding or skidding will do. And that's why we suggest B.F. Goodrich Trailmaker Silvertown Snow Tires. Trailmakers give you a solid footing, even on the slipperiest road. The wide, modern tread takes hold, gives you the traction you need in the takeoff, and the deep, biting edges take you around the turns without trouble. BFG Trailmakers are built with tough nylon cords to give you more safe driving miles. Sure, it's possible to pay less for a snow tire, but BFG's four-ply nylon construction means many winters of safe driving. Get BFG Trailmakers Silvertown snow tires for no money down and free installation at your nearby BF Goodrich store or dealer. They're a good way to get a good start this winter. It's the last half of the fifth inning in St. Louis, and Mike Shannon, right-handed hitting third baseman, will lead off for the Cardinals against Jim Lonborg. The Cardinals have had two men on in this ballgame. With one out in the third, Maxville had an infield hit. With one out in the fourth, Maris singled to right. Here's the pitch. Shannon takes it low and away, ball one. Mike fouled out to the catcher, Elston Howard, right in the batter's box his first time up. He'll be followed by Julian Javier and then Dal Maxville. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Strike called at the knees, one and one. Shannon, six foot three inches tall, just under 200 pounds. 28 years old. A native of St. Louis. He swings and misses on a low sinking fastball and it's one and two. Mike had 77 runs batted in this year, tops for his National League career. The pitch to him, he swings and misses, strike three. Looked like he was trying to hold back, but couldn't. And Longboard gets his third strikeout. And there's one away in the fifth inning. Longboard, in pitching the one-hitter the other day in Boston, struck out four. Cooley and Javier up now. He bounced back to Lonborg at the mound in the third inning. The tall Boston right-hander looks in and gets the sign from Elston Howard. Rocks into action in the pitch. High pop-up to a third in foul territory. Foy in front of the coach's box. Joe's got it for the out, two away. Two down in the fifth inning. The Red Sox lead one to nothing, and the batter will be Dal Maxville. A very versatile performer who played all seven games of the 64 series at second. Fine defensive shortstop of the Cardinals. The pitch to him, a breaking ball for a strike. It was low and away, and Dow wanted to hold back but couldn't. Strike one. Had an infield hit in the third when he hit a ground ball to the right of Andrews. Mike made a great stop on the ball. 
but couldn't get the speedy Maxville going to first. The pitch inside for a ball, one and one. One ball and one strike the count. Longboy kicks and fires. Maxfield takes it low and away. Two balls and a strike. Dale has hit two homers during his major league career at the Polo Grounds in 1962 and here in St. Louis this year against the Mets. Two balls, one strike. Longboy throws. There's a slow roller to a third that is fouled. It must have hit off Maxfield's foot in the batter's box or... In there and then out to Foy. Two and two. The Red Sox have one run on three hits. The Cardinals, no runs, two hits. Has been one error in the game by St. Louis. Elston Howard crouching back of the plate. Blondborg gets the sign. Tall right-hander fires, and the pitch is grounded down to third. Backhanded by Foy. Long throw to Scott to get him. Great defensive play by third baseman Joe Foy. Backhanding the ball back of the bag and throwing out Maxville at first. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on. And after five innings, the score is Boston 1 and St. Louis nothing. Last year, over a quarter million owners of other low-priced cars were won over to Plymouth. It started a movement, a momentum, a beat. And the beat goes on with Petula Clark. And the beat goes on. Yes, the beat goes on. The Plymouth, when you overbeat, goes on. Maybe 1968 will be the year we win you over. Your Plymouth dealer has a lineup of 64 beautiful new models just waiting to steal your heart. See your Plymouth dealer today and learn how easily you can catch the beat. The Plymouth win you over beat. Yes, the beat goes on. The Plymouth win you over beat goes on. And the beat goes on. And the beat goes on. And now three important words from your nearby Plymouth dealer. Enjoy the game. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. Going in the top half this sixth inning, the first inning will be Ken Harrelson for the Red Sox. The Red Sox have one run on three hits, no errors. The Cardinals have no runs on two hits and one error. And now then, Ken Coleman. Harrelson hit into a force play his first time up, and in the third inning, hit a ground single through the hole into left to score Foy with the only run of the game. Left-hander Steve Carlton. Ready to work for St. Louis. The young fellow's done a brilliant job this afternoon. Kicks and throws outside for a ball. Scott is on deck, and Smith will bat third. Carlton fires. There's a pop foul coming back out of play, and the count goes to one and one. Carlton averaged over seven strikeouts per nine innings, which was the best rate on the staff this year, and his control improved considerably. He walked 62 men in 193 innings of pitching, earned run average of 2.98. Big left-hander fires a breaking ball over at the knees for a strike called. It's one and two. McCarver back at the plate. Cepeda at first, Javier at second, Maxville at short, and Shannon at third. 
Brock is in left field, Flood in center, Maris in right. Maris, the only player in the field who's in the shade as the sun bathes Bush Memorial Stadium. The one-two pitch to Harrelson is outside. Two and two to Ken. Harrelson's 1967 average of 255 is the best of his American League career. He stole uh, 10 bases in 13 tries this year. Takes one outside, three and two. He had 16 hits for Boston, and eight of them were for extra bases. And he played with three clubs in 1967. The game continues at the beginning of side three. The Senators, the Athletics, and the Red Sox. Three balls, two strikes to count. This is the top of the sixth. The Red Sox have a 1-0 lead. Pitch is high, ball four. Harrelson leads off the sixth inning by drawing a walk. That's the second one off Carlton. He walked Yastrzemski back in the first inning and now faces Scott, who in an unusual play in the second struck out. But when uh, the strikeout turned into a wild pitch, George got the first base. Then in the third inning, he flied to Roger Maris in right. Cepeda holds against Harrelson at first. Bobby Doerr is the first base coach for Boston. Infield up at double play depth. Here's the pitch. Scott hits a ground ball. Javier makes a great stop. Flips to second for one. Back to first for a double play. Javier, the second baseman who has pulled off several sparklers in this World Series, has done it again as he went to his right and to his knees to grab a hard shot off the bat of Scott, flipped it underhand to Maxville, who sent it on to first for a snappy double play. Two men out in the sixth inning, and the batter is Reggie Smith. Boston leading one to nothing. Carlton into the windup and the pitch. It is low for a ball. Smith has flied to center field and popped up to shortstop. A really great play by the Cardinals second baseman, Julian Javier. Pitch is taken for ball two by Smith. One run, three hits, no errors for Boston. No runs, two hits, one error for St. Louis. The pitch, high foul ball drifting off the first base side into the lower seats out of play. Two and one on Reggie. Ken, I thought that Javier made a great play up in Fenway Park in Boston when he forced the runner at second base. He knocked the ball down, or he dove for the ball. I didn't see how he could get the man out at second base. There, how he got the ball to Maxwell in time to get a double play, I'll never know. Here's the 2-1 pitch, and it's popped up in back of second. Javier draws the bead under the ball, and he's got it, retiring the side. In the sixth inning for Boston, no runs, no hits, and nobody left on. And so, as we come to the end of five and a half, it's the Red Sox one and the Cardinals nothing. I adore, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rocky Dog and a famous fighter. You know, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you guys want to know what it's like to get in the rig. Well, let me tell you, I don't care how good a puglet you are. You get in the rig, somebody's going to go, bam, bam, hit you right in the face. And he's going to give you a face hurt. And you know, when you shave before you go to rig, Use a blade that pulls out your face, you're going to get a face hurt. 
Every you go to ring, you go, bear, bear, but you write a face, you're going to get another face hurt. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, two face hurts in one day don't do your face any good. So what I do, ladies and gentlemen, I use the Gillette Super Stainless Blade, the what they call a spoiler. It's got this miracle plastic coating on the edge, reduces the pull when you shave. You don't get a face hurt. Then when I go to ring, you go, bear, bear, hit me right in the face, I already get that one face hurt, and I'll use it with a fight. So if I were you, ladies and gentlemen, I will get the Gillette Super Stainless Blade, the spoiler. It's going to make your face feel just great. Unless somebody comes along and gives you a punch. But you lot of people can't do anything about that. We're going to the bottom half of the sixth inning. Steve Carlton, who has pitched a great ball game for the Cardinals, but he trails in this ball game by one nothing. We're going to have a pinch hitter for him, Ken. A little left-hander by the name of Bob Tolling, leading things off for the Cardinals here in the bottom half of the sixth inning. And he's another fellow with great speed for St. Louis. The pitch to him is outside ball one. Joe Foy, the Red Sox third baseman, is playing up the line. He knows that Tolan might put one down. Tolan played all three outfield positions and also was used to spell Cepeda at first. The pitch is popped back foul. Elston Howard back, but it's out of play, and the count is one and one. Good catch down below as the ball bounced around. That's the reason for the noise. One ball and one strike, the count on Tolan. And what a job was turned in by young Steve Carlton as he went six innings, allowed three hits and one run, walked two, and struck out four. The pitch takes it up to one ball, two strikes. Brock is on deck and Flood is due up third. Boston has a one to nothing lead. Lomborg gets the sign from Howard. Tall right-hander throws. Breaking ball in for a strike call. Tolan call out on strikes. And Lomborg has now equaled his total in game one of the World Series. That is game one for him when he struck out four men. The batter is Brock. He flied deep to right field in the first inning with Harrelson making a fine running catch. Struck out swinging in the third. Ray Washburn is warming up in the St. Louis bullpen. Pitches a fastball outside. with a closed stance waiting. Lonborg delivers. Ground ball hit down to it. Scott at first. He's got it. Plays it alone and they get the flying block coming down the line. Two down on the sixth inning. Boston with a one to nothing lead. Kurt Flood is at the plate. He has grounded to Foy at third and to Scott at first base. They play him a step or two toward right in the outfield. Lonborg throws, curve on the outside corner for a strike call. Two men out, nobody on, last of the sixth. The Red Sox lead one to nothing. Lonborg fires a fastball, hit on the ground to second. Andrews has it, throws to Scott for the out. They're down in order in the sixth. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on at the end of six full innings. The score... The Cardinals, uh, the Red Sox won, and the Cardinals nothing. So you've made up your mind. You're going to try a big one. 
You know, one of those new extra-length cigarettes. Well, then, this announcement is just for you. If you want a long one, be sure you get the one taste worth making longer. Get the taste that's springtime fresh. The taste of new super king-size Salem filter cigarettes. Yes, they're here, brand new, super king-size Salem. With the extra length that refreshes your taste a few moments longer. And aren't you glad? You get a few moments more to enjoy America's favorite menthol taste. The first taste in smoking. Now extended just a few moments longer. So if you want to try a big cigarette, don't make a big mistake when it comes to taste. One pack and you'll know what we mean when we say new Super King Size Salem is the one menthol taste worth making longer. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. Your radio has not gone cuckoo. That's merely the sound of Saratoga Vichy and its long-lasting fizz. The story behind that fizz is even stranger than the sound. You see, nature carbonates Saratoga Vichy, giving it a perky little fizz with incredible staying power. It keeps drinks fresh far longer than club soda or any of the imitation Vichy's. Saratoga, the authentic Vichy in the yellow label. In the new picture... For the St. Louis Cardinals, his name is Ray Warsford. The funny thing about this fellow, he did not relieve in, at all in 1967. He had 27 starts, three complete games. His record was 10 wins and seven losses. Earned run average, 3.53. Now, Warsford, I've seen him pitch a few times. He does throw a knuckleball, tries to keep the ball down, and that's the only trick pitch he has. Steve Carlton, he won six innings, gave up three hits, one run, two walks, and struck out five men, and he did a fine job, Ken. He did a tremendous job. The only run in this ball game came in the third with one out when Foy singled. Andrews sacrificed him to second base. An error was charged on the play to Shannon. And then Harrelson singled a left field with two men out, sending Foy home. So it is one to nothing Boston as we move into the seventh inning and leading off for the Red Sox is Rico Petroselli. He has flied to Roger Maris in right field and in the fourth inning, Mike Shannon made a brilliant backhanded stop and threw him out at first base. Washburn has had injury problems on occasion over his career. Veteran right-hander ready to work. The first pitch to Petroselli is low and outside, ball one. Veteran right-hander checking now, and time to call for a moment, but uh, looks like we're ready to go once again. Boston leading one to nothing in the seventh inning. The pitch, Petroselli hits a ground foul going down to third base coach Eddie Popowski. One ball and one strike. Popowski, the coach at third for Boston, has been in the Red Sox organization for a long time, 30 years, and has done quite a job with the young fellows on this club, many of whom he had in the minors. This is his first year in the majors. There's another ground foul back by Rico. One ball, two strikes on Petroselli. looking for his second hit 
of the 1967 World Series. Washburn into the windup and the pitch low and away. Two and two. Early in 1963, Washburn injured his right shoulder and it took him nearly four years before he felt he regained full strength. There's a check swing foul back and the count holds at two balls, two strikes. Washburn did not appear in the 1964 World Series with the Cardinals because of arm trouble. Right-hander kicks and throws. The pitch is low and away. Full count on Petroselli leading off the Boston 7th. The Red Sox with a one-to-nothing lead. The 64th World Series. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Petroselli, strike three call. Hit the corner on the knees on the outside part of the plate, and there's one away. One down in the seventh. Washburn relieved only once in 1966 on the 4th of June. Here's Elston Howard. Pitch to Alley. He swings and misses. Strike one. He was trying to hold back and could not. Veteran Red Sox catcher is 38 years old and was born here in St. Louis. Hit into a force play in the second. Fouled to Maris and right his last time. Swings hard, doesn't get it. Strike two. One man out in the seventh inning. And the Red Sox lead the Cardinals one to nothing. Boston with three hits and the Cardinals with two. The pitch is outside and low, one and two. Washburn into the windup. The pitch to Howard is low and outside. Two balls, two strikes. Howard playing in the World Series for the tenth time in a great baseball career. The 2-2 pitch to Elston is outside, 3-2. So as he did with Rico Petroselli, Washburn goes to a full count with Howard. He got Rico with a good breaking ball on the outside corner at the knees. Here's the windup, the pitch. Ground ball and one hop to the mound. Throw to first base. They get him easily. Two men out on the Boston seven. Washburn to Cepeda. And the batter will be Jim Lonborg. Lonborg has pitched brilliantly this afternoon here in St. Louis as he did in Boston in game one, as he has done all year for the Red Sox. He struck out in the third inning, was called out on strikes in the fifth. Washburn throws, Lonborg takes a strike called on the outside corner down. The outfield plays him toward right, and as Pee Wee mentioned earlier, although his average would belie it, he's become a pretty good hitter. Swings and misses, strike two. And he says that part of the reason is because Bobby Doerr helped him and partly because he just got up so much more this year than he's been used to. you got to learn something. The pitch to him is outside, and the count is one and two. 
Lomborg, over the year, pitched 274 innings. Two out, nobody on in the seventh. The pitch is outside, two and two. So Washburn went to three and two to Petroselli, three and two to Howard and got him. Now works two two to Lomborg. Here's the pitch. There's a foul sliced out of play into the lower seats off first. Right down on exit way. Two and two on Lomborg. Red Sox one and the Cardinals nothing. This is the seventh inning. The pitch. Lomborg fouls it back right in front of us. Still two and two. There are no soft touches in the St. Louis lineup, but in the last of the seventh, they go right to the iron, as they say, with Maris, Cepeda, and McCarver. Two balls, two strikes, two out, and nobody on. Washbourne throws, and there's a high pop-up off third, drifting into foul territory, and into the coach's box is Shannon, where he makes the catch. That's all in the seventh. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on. After six and one half, the Red Sox won. The Cardinals nothing. When this World Series is over, can winter be far behind? No, it won't be long now before your car has to battle ice and snow. So why not get it into shape for the offseason now with snow tires from B.F. Goodrich? They're built tough to drive one through the tightest defense that winter can muster. BFG Trailmaker Silvertown Snow Tires have a husky modern tread that really digs in, takes off sure, and stops just as surely. Trailmaker's deep biting edges pull you through. Tough four-ply nylon cord construction means more safe driving miles, and Trailmakers never shout their own praises. They run quiet on wet or dry roads. Steel safety studs? Sure, if you want them. So get on down to your BF Goodrich dealer and get your car decked out for winter driving. Open a BFG Choice Charge account, and you won't have to punk a penny down. BF Goodrich, Trailmaker Silvertown Snow Tires, only at your BF Goodrich store or dealer. This big crowd, 54,575, taking the traditional stretch in St. Louis. And Jim Lonborg is ready to pitch to Roger Maris, Boston has one run, three hits, and no errors. St. Louis, no runs, two hits, one error. Maris has one of the two Cardinal hits, a solid single to right in the fourth. The other, an infield hit by Maxville in the third. The pitch is outside, ball one. Maris, his first time up, grounded out to the first baseman, Scott. Then in the fourth, after a bunt try, he got the single. Red Sox outfield playing toward right. Lonborg into the windup, and the tall right-hander fires a strike called one and one. Maris started for it and then held back. Elston Howard, the catcher, Scott at first, Andrews at second, Petroselli at short, Joe Foy at third, Yastrzemski in left, Smith in center, Harrelson in right. Lonborg fires outside, ball two, two and one. In 15 innings of pitching. Lonborg has given up three hits in this 1967 World Series. 
Two balls, one strike. Here's the pitch. Strike called on the outside corner at the knees. Two and two on Roger Maris. Roger appearing in his sixth World Series. More than any other member of the Cardinals. Lonborg's 2-2 delivery. Maris takes it outside, 3-2. Gentleman Jim, as they call him up in New England, goes to the rosin bag. Now kicks away at the rubber. Looks down, gets the sign from Howard. 3-2 pitch on the way. There's a high pop-up into shallow right. Mike Andrews, the second baseman back, under the ball, makes the catch. It was so high in the air that Maris was halfway down to second by the time it came into Andrews' glove. So there's one out in the last half of the seventh. The Red Sox lead the Cardinals one to nothing. And the batter is Orlando Cepeda. He struck out in the second inning and fouled out to Yastrzemski, who made a long run into foul territory in left field his last time up in the fourth. Lonborg throws. Cepeda fouls it out of play off the first base side. Cepeda led the National League in runs batted in this year with 111, one ahead of the great Roberto Clemente. The pitch, curveball, grounded foul outside of third. Joe Foy backhanding it, tosses it over the lawn board. Two strikes on Cepeda, one out in the Cardinals' seventh. The Red Sox lead St. Louis by a score of one to nothing. Red Sox outfield, deep and toward right. Just a step or so that way. The pitch to Cepeda is outside and low. One and two. Lonborg led the American League in strikeouts with 245. Jim Bunning led the National League with 253. The pitch is fouled back. Just got a piece of it. Still one and two. The Cardinals have had two men reach so far in this ball game. Von Borg has struck out four, has not walked anybody. Maxville had an infield hit in the third. Maris, a single to right field in the fourth. Lonborg takes a little too much time. Cepeda backs off for just a moment. One ball, two strikes. Here's the pitch. There's a slow roller toward short. Up for Petroselli. On to first base in time. Cepeda grounds out. Two away in the seventh. Red Sox one. And the Cardinals nothing. The fifth game of the 1967 World Series. The Red Sox trying to take it back to Fenway Park and the Cardinals trying to wrap it up here in St. Louis. The batter is Tim McCarver, the catcher. He has plied to left and bounced out to the pitcher. Left-handed batter with a closed stance crowds in over the plate. The pitch to him is a strike called, a fastball in at the knees.
Von Borg with his glove on his left knee, leaning in and getting the sign from Howard. Right-hander fires inside and low. One ball, one strike. The Boston outfield playing toward right. The pitch. McCarver takes it low. Two balls, one strike. Boston one, St. Louis nothing. This is the last half of the seventh. There are two men out. Nobody on. Lonborg looks to Howard for the sign. The pitch. Fly ball hit into center field. Reggie Smith to his right a little under the ball, and he's got it. They're out in order in the seventh. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on at the end of seven. It's Boston 1 and St. Louis nothing. Move up to Chrysler. The 68s are here. Move up to Chrysler. And make your move it's here. The 68 Chryslers are here. With more power from a higher output 383 cubic inch V8 all the way up to a big 440. More luxury with new options like an 8-track stereo tape system. Make your move here now to Chrysler's 68. You like its brand new styling, big performance, impressive luxury. So make your move, sir. Move up to Chrysler and move up to the movers today. See your local Chrysler dealer. Make your move up to Chrysler now. We're going to the eighth inning, and the man who has scored the only run in this ball game will lead off for Boston. That would be Joe Foy. In the third inning, with one out, he had a single to left field. Mike Andrews sacrificed, Foy going to second. There was an error charged on the play to Shannon. And then Harrelson singled to left field to score Foy. We pause here 30 seconds for station identification. Pure Jamaica ginger is the only kind of ginger that goes into Saratoga ginger ale. Why? To make a ginger ale that's different. One you can drink by itself, as well as a mixer. Take a sip, and it's mellow, gingery, without snapping at you. Even the bubbles are different. High-spirited, but long-lasting, and never overwhelming. The people who make Saratoga Vichy just can't bear to make a ginger ale like everybody else. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. The first hitter for the Red Sox will be Joe Foy. The score, the Red Sox won, the Cardinals nothing. Ken? Okay, Pee Wee, you can feel the tension building uh, with about every pitch now. Foy, one for three. Here's the pitch to him. He tries to bunt and misses, strike one. He struck out swinging in the first. Had the key single that scored the run in the third. That is, that got him to where he could score it. Fly deep to center field in the fifth, and Flood made a fine catch on him. Pitch is a breaking ball over for a strike call, two strikes. Andrews is on deck. Yastrzemski is due up third. Ray Washburn into the windup, delivers outside for a ball, one and two. Steve Carlton went the first six innings, allowed three hits and one run, walked two and struck out five, had one wild pitch as he turned in a splendid performance. 1-2 delivery is outside, 2-2. Two and two. 
Washburn ran to high counts on all three batters in the seventh, going to three and two on Petroselli and Howard, and two-two to Lonborg. Now he's two-two to Foy. There's a foul drifting back out of play. Two and two. Joe is from the Bronx, New York. Red Sox went in to play the Yankees in New York once this year, and Foy had a grand slam home run. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Outside, full count, 3-2. and two. On the day that Foy hit the grand slam, though, he'd gone home to visit his folks and found out that the house had practically burned down when he arrived. The 3-2 delivery, swung on and missed, strike three. Joe Foy strikes out to lead off the Boston 8. The second strikeout for Washburn. And the batter will be Mike Andrews. Andrews popped up to second base in the first inning. Sacrificed in the third. Singled into left field in the fifth. He led the American League in sacrifice punts in 1967 with 19. Very good at it. Led the International League in 1966 with... 24. Pitch to him is over for a strike call. He had eight home runs this past year, and six of them were on the road, a couple of them out in Anaheim, where he has a built-in cheering section every time he plays there. High hopper to third baseman Shannon, off to his left, onto Cepeda for the out. Andrews hits a one-hop ground ball to Shannon, and there are two out on the Boston eighth inning. Red Sox one and the Cardinals nothing. The batter is Carl Yastrzemski. Walked in the first inning, was called out on strikes in the third, hit into a fourth play in the fifth. This is his first time up against right-handed pitching today. Washburn gets the sign from McCarver. Right-hander fires a strike called on the inside corner belt high. Red Sox won. The Cardinals nothing. Two men out in the Boston eighth. And now the catcher, McCarver, goes out. He wants to talk with Washburn. And it may be that he thought maybe that pitch should have been away because pitchers don't always get the ball just where they want to. But they have been, for the most part, throwing Yastrzemski outside stuff. And that one came to the inside part of the plate. That could have been the reason for the conference. Now the wind-up and the pitch. Yastrzemski takes it outside, one and one. The only run in this game came in the third inning when Harrelson singled the left to score Foy. Here's the one-one pitch. Fastball outside and low, two and one. Yastrzemski, ending the season, made seven hits in his last eight times at bat. Six consecutive hits. Changeup is outside, ball three. On deck is Harrelson. Three balls, one strike on Yastrzemski, who backs out of the box and takes a practice swing. Yaz had 27 homers at Fenway, 17 on the road this year. Washburn winds and throws. Yaz hits a drive down into the left field corner. Maybe good for extra bases. Yastrzemski around first. Brock up with the ball. 
and into second standing with a double is Carl Yastrzemski. He went to the opposite field with the outside pitch and lined a double down to the left field corner. And so with two men out in the Red Sox eight, the batter will be Harrelson with Yastrzemski at second. Boston leads St. Louis by a score of one to nothing. Harrelson hit into a force play in the first. Single driving home Foy in the third. Had a walk in the sixth inning. Washburn, with his glove on his left knee, leans in for the sign. Yastrzemski leads away from second. Right-hander at the belt and the pitch. Low and outside, ball one. Harrelson, as he always does, steps out of the box between pitches. Now the right-handed batter moves in again. Washburn ready. The pitch. Ground ball out to short. Off to the right of step goes Maxfield. Throws to Zepeda for the out. Retiring the side. In the eighth inning, the Red Sox get no runs, one hit, and leave one. After seven and a half, the score, the Red Sox won, the Cardinals nothing. If you want to settle questions about shaving, ask your face about it. The average face is smarter than it looks. It may not know much about razors, but it knows what it likes. Take the new Gillette Tecmatic Razor. It's light. You don't bear down so much. And the face appreciates this lightness. It not only feels better, it runs less of a chance of getting nicked or cut. Or say halfway through a shave, you notice the edge is getting dull. And try changing blades with your old razor. Hard, isn't it? Slippery fingers, sharp little thing. You just wouldn't bother. But with the Tecmatic, you just flip the lever for a fresh shaving edge. It's easy. You would bother. From your face's point of view, this is good. It means you don't keep shaving with a worn-out blade. Consult an expert about the Gillette Tecmatic razor. Ask your face about it. We're going to the bottom half of the eighth inning. Jim Lombard has done a terrific job in keeping that ball down. As you see, he had only four fly balls to the outfield. The score, Red Sox, one run on four hits. The Cardinals, no run on two hits. The first hitter, Mike Shannon. Ken? Okay, Pee Wee. Shannon has fouled Elston Howard in the batter's box and in the fifth inning struck out. Right-handed batter stepping into the box. Javier is on deck, and Maxville is due up third. Alston Howard, the Red Sox catcher, sends out the sign. Here's the first pitch of the eighth inning. Curve is inside, ball one. The Red Sox have made a defensive change, and Jose Tarnable has gone to right field, replacing Ken Harrelson. Lonborg a bit more deliberate now than he was earlier. Right-hander kicks and fires. Low and outside. Ball two. Boston leads one to nothing. This is the eighth inning. Big right-hander looks into Howard and has his sign. Is his 2 nothing pitch. 
Ground ball. Petroselli to his left. Has it. Throws to first base and gets his man. Shannon grounds to Petroselli, who went to his left near the bag at second and threw him out at first. There is one out in the Cardinal eighth, and the batter is Julian Javier, who has had a tremendous series at the plate and in the field. Elston Howard goes to the mound to talk to Jim Lonborg. Javier has grounded to the pitcher in this game and fouled to third baseman Joe Foy. The Red Sox have a one-to-nothing lead. There is one man out in the last half of the eighth inning with nobody on. Lonborg into the windup. The pitch. Ground ball. Petroselli to his right. Juggles it. And safe at first base is Javier. We'll wait. Word from the official scorer on that one. As Rico Petroselli went to the hole to make the grab, and it is ruled an error on the Boston shortstop. And now we're going to get a pinch hitter. Dave Ricketts is coming up to bat for Dal Maxville. Ricketts, a switch-hitting catcher, will be up there left-handed with a runner at first and one out in the eighth. Boston ahead one to nothing. Petroselli, on the first out of the inning, went to his left, and this time on Javier, went to his right to try to get the ball toward the hole, and in his anxiety to make the throw, juggle the ball. Ricketts in there, left-handed batter with a closed stance. Throw over to first, and the runner is back safely. Ricketts has gone 0 for 1 as a pinch hitter in this series. The pitch to him is a fastball outside. Ball one. On deck is Phil Gagliano to bat for Washburn. The Red Sox infield at double play depth. One out and one on on the eighth. Boston ahead, one nothing. The pitch. Ricketts takes it low and outside. Ball two. And now the partisan St. Louis crowd ready to roar on every pitch down on the Boston dugout. Red Sox manager Dick Williams, who's done a brilliant job with this ball club, pacing back and forth. Two balls, no strikes. The set, the pitch. High pop foul outside of third, maybe out of play. Boy, back can't make a play. It's into the lower seats, two and one. Petroselli and Yastrzemski also in the general vicinity, but the ball is a couple of rows back in. And the count is two balls, one strike on Ricketts. Left-handed batter digging in close at the plate. The set by Jim Lonborg. The look to it, first base. The 2-1 pitch. High and outside, ball three. Three balls, one strike. One out and one on in the eighth. 
The Red Sox won and the Cardinals nothing. One run, four hits, one error for Boston. No runs, two hits, and one error for St. Louis. Lonborg leans in and gets the sign from Howard. The set. The pitch. Ground ball. Scott juggles it, picks it up, and runs over and tags first. The runner moves to second. It will go first baseman unassisted. Scott, who is very adept at the 3-6 double play, 3-6-3 double play, juggled the ball momentarily. Lonborg was over to cover, but he made the play himself at first base. Javier moves to second. And now, Phil Gagliano, utility infielder, the teammate of Tim McCarver's at Christian Brothers High School in Memphis, Tennessee, will come up to bat with Javier on second and two out in the eighth. And Javier is the first St. Louis man base runner to reach second base in this game. Boston has a one to nothing lead and Dick Williams, the Red Sox manager, is walking now out of the dugout toward the mound. At the mound, Elston Howard, Mike Andrews, and Jim Lonborg. Ray Washburn, with Gagliano batting for him, is out of the action after working two innings, and he allowed no runs, one hit, gave up no walks, had two strikeouts. A conference at the mound. We have not been informed of anyone warming up in the Boston bullpen, which we cannot see, but it has been customary in the series to show on the scoreboard that someone is warming up. The conference is over, and Williams is going, I'm sure, right down to the end with his ace. The man who uh, won 22 games for him this season. Williams going back into the dugout. Javier at second, two out in the eighth inning. one nothing Boston. Gagliano at the plate. Lonborg getting set. The pitch. Over at the knees for a strike call. Good sinking fastball. Javier leads away from second. Petroselli trying to keep him close. Here's the pitch. Fly ball into very short left field. Petroselli back. Foy back. Rico falls. He's got it. And the Red Sox are out of the eighth inning. As Gagliano pops up the short. And so in the eighth. There were no runs, no hits. One error and one man left on second. At the end of eight full innings of play in St. Louis. Boston leads it one nothing. Tobacco's 
specially selected for the best taste in filter cigarettes. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston. 30 seconds. If you've grown up around here, chances are you take Saratoga Vichy for granted. Well, don't. What you're being so blasé about happens to be one of the most extraordinary natural products in all the world. People send for it from all over, both for its curious taste and for that remarkably long-lived carbonation the Vichy people are always talking about. Saratoga Vichy, the only mixer we know of that people built a city just to be near. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. Reese in St. Louis. It's the ninth inning. Ron Willis is pitching now for St. Louis. His first pitch to Scott goes by McCarver for ball one. Eddie Brasseau has gone to shortstop in place of Dell Maxville. Brasseau will bat in the ninth position in the order, and Willis will bat in the number eight spot. Red Sox lead 1-0. Scott takes a pitch low and away for a ball. George struck out in the second, but got to first base on a wild pitch on the third strike. And in the third inning, he flied to right field, hit into a 4-6-3 double play in the sixth on a brilliant play by Javier. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. Two balls, one strike. Smith will be next, and then Petroselli. Willis was the workhorse of the Cardinal bullpen during the 1967 season. Time after time, he came in to stop the opposition cold. The pitch to Scott is low and away, and the count is three and one. Red Sox one, Cardinals nothing in the ninth inning. Willis, a right-hander, winds and throws. Scott takes a strike called on the outside corner at the knees. During one stretch in July and August, when he appeared in 15 games... 21 in the third innings. Willis did not allow a run. Right-hander kicks and fires, and the pitch is outside, ball four. Scott leads off the Boston ninth by drawing a base on balls. That is the third walk off St. Louis pitching today. Carlton, the starting pitcher, walked two. Carlton and Washburn both have pitched very well, and Jim Lonborg, of course, has been tremendous for Boston. Reggie Smith at the plate. He has flied to center, popped to short, and popped to second. Right-hander Willis at the belt. Third baseman Shannon up the line. Smith takes a strike called on the inside corner at the belt. In the last half of the ninth inning, the Cardinals will start at the top of the order with Lou Brock. Willis, ready. The pitch. Smith swings and misses. Strike two. Reggie Smith hit 241 batting left-handed, 268 as a right-handed hitter during the year. Led the Red Sox in stolen bases. Here's the pitch to him. Lines one down, the left field line might be foul, it isn't, it's a fair ball, Scott is around second, 
He's digging for third. Smith into second. Runners at second and third, and nobody out on the Boston ninth inning. Reggie Smith, the left-handed batter, going to the opposite field. Lines one to left for a double, moving uh, Scott around to third. And the Red Sox in the ninth have runners at second and third with nobody out, and the batter is Rico Petroselli. Petroselli has fly to right, was robbed by Shannon on a brilliant play in the fourth, called out on strikes in the seventh, and he's going to get an intentional walk. There is ball one. This will load the bases. An intentional walk. Elston Howard is due up next for Boston. Now, with ball two the count, the pitching coach of the Cardinals, Billy Muffet, is walking out to the mound. This is a most unusual situation at this point in a ball game uh, where a man has started to get an intentional pass. LeMabe and Jackson are warming up out in the St. Louis bullpen. Two balls, no strikes the count on Petroselli. Scott at third base and Smith on second. The Red Sox have a one to nothing lead and we're in the ninth inning of play. Petroselli now moves back as Elston Howard wants to talk with him about something. And now they'll continue the intentional pass. There's ball three. And ball four. So the bases are loaded. And Howard is coming up. Elston has hit into a force play. Foul to Maris in fairly deep right. And bounced to the pitcher. Three men on. Nobody out in the ninth inning for the Red Sox. They lead one to nothing. Willis winds and throws. The pitch is outside and low. Ball one. Howard steps out of the box and looks down toward Eddie Popowski. And now Muffet, the pitching coach of the Cardinals, is on his way back out again. He wants to talk to Ron Willis. McCarver at the mound along with Muffet and Willis. The count ball one to Elston Howard. The Red Sox, one run, five hits, one error. St. Louis, no runs, two hits, and one error. The bases loaded in the ninth inning for the Red Sox with nobody out. And the long conference continues at the mound. And it looks to me like the new pitcher. Uh, I see him coming in out of the right field bullpen out there. It looks to me like it's Jack LeMave, a right-hander. That's the case, Pee Wee. And, of course, uh, a former member of the Boston Red Sox, among other teams. So Jack, who is a native of Massachusetts, from up Springfield way, is taking the long walk in from the bullpen as Ron Willis has pitched to three men walked two of them and given up a double. He is responsible for all three base runners as LeMabe is walking in now from the bullpen. For anyone who might have joined us late, 
there has been only one run scored in this game. The Red Sox got it in the third when Foy, with one out, single to left. Andrews sacrificed him to second. Harrelson singled him home. We pause here 30 seconds for station identification. Your radio has not gone cuckoo. That's merely the sound of Saratoga Vichy and its long-lasting fizz. The story behind that fizz is even stranger than the sound. You see, nature carbonates Saratoga Vichy, giving it a perky little fizz with incredible staying power. It keeps drinks fresh far longer than club soda or any of the imitation Vichy's. Saratoga, the authentic Vichy in the yellow label. WGY, WGFM, Schenectady. This is Ken Coleman, along with Pee Wee Reese at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis. We're in the ninth inning. The Red Sox have one run, five hits and one error. The Cardinals, no runs, two hits and one error. The Red Sox have the bases loaded with nobody out in the ninth. The count is ball one to Elston Howard. And Jack LeMay has just come in to do the pitching for the Cardinals. He has finished taking his eight warm-up throws. Now McCarver hollers something out to him. The Cardinal infield is in. Eddie Popowski, the third base coach, was over to the dugout and now is saying something to Scott on third. The plate umpire, Rungy, wants LeMay to be absolutely sure that he knows that it's one ball and no strikes. And he so indicates. Jack is ready now. Infield in at the rim of the grass, and here's the pitch. Gets away, but not far enough for any advance, and the count goes to ball two. McCarver making a good stop and a low outside pitch. It got about eight feet away from him, and Tim uh, scampered back to get it. No advance by Scott at third. So the count goes to two balls and no strikes on Howard. On deck for Boston is Jim Lonborg, the pitcher. LeMay looks in and gets the sign. Right-hander works. Swung on and missed. Strike one. Howard taking a good hard cut at the ball. Plate umpire Rungy dusting off home plate. Two balls and one strike. The ninth inning. The Red Sox won. The Cardinals nothing. Mabe into the windup and the pitch. Here's a fly ball into short right field. Scott tags up. It is a base hit. Here comes Scott home. He is safe. Smith is coming. He is safe. And over to third base is Petroselli. Boston leads 3 nothing. A pop fly down the right field line. Maris made a great try and then a very hard throw. And Smith was right behind Scott, who scored first. And the ball, as it came into McCarver, was apparently just momentarily bobbled. And Smith had a chance to get in with the third Boston run. Red Sox take a 3-0 lead. There are runners at first and third with nobody out on a bloop single to right field by Elston Howard. Petroselli on third base and Howard on first. Ken, that was a big base hit by Elson Howard. The ball was not hit hard. It was a kind of a dying quail, as we said. Roger Maris made a great play to come in. He had a good shot at Reggie Smith. The throw's a little bit high. 
And uh, Reggie Smith knocked McCarver over a little bit. But with Brock in the top of that batting order coming up, what a big time to get two runs. And they're still not out of the inning. Well, the word is now that Maris was charged with an error on the throw. So Howard gets one run batted in. like they might have been trying a hidden ball play there for a minute, Pee-wee. All of a sudden, uh, Mr. LeMay got the baseball back on the mound. Here's Lonborg up with runners at first and third. The infield still in for St. Louis. LeMay gets the sign from McCarver. The pitch is swung on and missed. Lonborg, as he has done several times over the season, looked like he might be going to punt, but then suddenly took a three-quarter cut at the ball and missed it. Strike one. Petroselli is on third. Howard on first. The pitch is a strike called on the outside corner at the knees. Two strikes. Boston leading 3-0 in the ninth. Runners at first and third and nobody out. Howard's fly ball was a little looper that was not more than five feet inside the line and fairly shallow right. Maris coming in on the ball. Scott had tagged up, but then when he saw it was caught, he came home. Smith, with his great speed, scored. LeMay was ready to pitch and did, but time was called, so it doesn't count. Two strikes to count on on board. But Smith was running right up Scott's back as he was coming down. Scotty being a little more cautious on the play than Reggie. Now LeMay is ready. The pitch. Outside and low, one and two. The two runs are charged to Ron Willis, who is also responsible for the runner at third base, Rico Petroselli. One ball, two strikes to count. Boston leading 3-0. This is the top half of the ninth inning. The pitch from LeMay to Lonborg is low and away, and it's 2-2. Two two. Lonborg has been working on a thread all afternoon, a one to nothing lead, which he got back in the third. Now gets a two-run cushion in the ninth. LeMabe sets and delivers. The pitch is swung on and fouled, and the bat goes all the way down to the third-base bag. Petroselli, who's on third, and Shannon both have to duck out of the way. And we must tell you that this is something new for Lonborg. He has not been doing this all year, not during the hot days of July and August, but oddly enough... He's done it here in the World Series. Two and two. Jack LeMay goes to the rosin bag. Cepeda, Javier, Brasseau, and Shannon. Up tight. The pitch. Low and outside. Three and two. The Boston Red Sox trying to take the World Series back to Fenway Park. They have a three-to-nothing lead in the ninth inning. Runners at first and third. LeMabe on the rubber, looking in for the sign. Goes to the belt, the pause, and the pitch. But it popped up. In foul territory, it can't be reached. Cepeda and LeMay both came running for it and couldn't get there. LeMay looked like he might have pulled a muscle going after it, but 
and he is limping slightly as he goes back toward the mound. It was a two-strike foul, and that will do it for Lonborg as he is a strikeout victim on the foul bunt try in the third strike. Now Red Shandings, the Cardinal manager, goes out because, as I said, it was off the first base side, and Cepeda and LeMabe were both running as hard as they could for the ball, and LeMabe apparently pulled a muscle. And I think Jack will take, he will, take a couple of warm-up throws. Joe Foy will be up next. There is one out. There are runners at first and third. The Red Sox lead by a score of three to nothing. LeMabe is okay. Red Shandine's going back into the Cardinal dugout. And Foy up. Foy struck out in the first. Single to left and scored a run in the third. Fly deep to center in the fifth. Struck out in the eighth inning. And has made one very fine defensive play at third base. Boston, three runs, six hits, one error. St. Louis, no runs, two hits, and two errors. LeMave delivers. Foy tries to check the swing, gets a strike. One strike on the Red Sox third baseman, Joe Foy. Two years ago, one of the top men in the International League, a rookie with Boston last year. Joe has played part-time this season. The pitch to Joe is outside and low. One ball, one strike. Last year, Foy led the team... In runs, I'm talking of 66 now, with 97, in triples with 8, and in walks with 91. One ball, one strike, one out, two on in the ninth, 3-0. The Red Sox lead the Cardinals. Jack LeMabe gets the sign from Tim McCarver and pitches. Swung on and missed, 1-2. and two. In the last half of the ninth, Lou Brock, Kurt Flood, and Roger Maris are the scheduled St. Louis batters as the cards go to the top of their order. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball low and away. Two and two the count. 54,575 on hand. That's been the total for the past three days here at beautiful Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis. Foy waiting on LeMabe. Holds the bat stationary. Now cocks it. The pitch. Fouls it off. Stays alive at 2-2. The Red Sox got a run in the third on Foy's single. A sacrifice by Andrews. A single by Harrelson. And here in the ninth, Scott led off with a walk. Smith doubled to left. Petroselli got an intentional walk. Howard singled to right to score Scott. And Smith scored on a throwing error by Maris. There are runners at first and third. There's one down. Here's the pitch. Foy takes it outside and low. Three and two. On deck for Boston. Mike Andrews. LeMabe leans in and gets the sign from McCarver. Here's the pitch. Foy swings and misses. Runner going to second. Here comes the runner home. They got him in a trap. 
McCarver throws down to third baseman Shannon. Back into LeMay covering. They're chasing Petroselli back to a third. Now it's McCarver who puts the tag on him. trying to delay double steal here in the top half of the ninth inning. They got Petroselli in the rundown. Boy had swung on the 3-2 pitch for the second out on the strikeout, and that does it. But Boston comes up with a pair, and so, after eight and one-half innings, the score is Boston three and St. Louis nothing. Say, if you're swinging for a new set of snow tires this winter, don't be struck out by a fast-selling pitch. Make the sure hit at your straight-talking VF Goodrich dealer. Ask him about the BFG Trailmaker Silvertown. It's the hardest-hitting snow tire on the road, a tough competitor that digs in deep to keep you going on ice or through heavy snow. It's tough four-ply nylon cord with a husky tread and the deepest biting edges in the business. Tough inside and tough outside. Yet you'll never hear it growl. It rides quiet on wet or dry roads. Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires have stopping power, too, and if the going gets really skittish, you can have your Trailmakers with steel safety studs. There's no money down with a BF Goodrich Choice Charge account, and installation is free. So make a hit with power-driving BF Goodrich Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires. Get them now from your straight-talking BF Goodrich dealer. Oh, it's the bottom half of the ninth inning, the last chance for the Cardinals. And you better believe that Jim Lombard, the big pitcher for the Red Sox, was glad to see those two runs put up there in the ninth inning. Because he has a tough man to face here, a leadoff hitter, Lou Brock. He'll be followed by Kurt Flood and Roger Mass, and to tell you all about it, Ken Cole. Okay, Pee Wee, and for anyone who's scoring, when Foy struck out and they tried the delayed double steal, which the Red Sox have tried any number of times this year, well, we'll give it to you in a moment. Here's Brock. 0 for 3. Outfield playing straight away. Lonborg throws. The pitch is inside and low ball one. On that uh, last out, it went 2, 4, 2, 5, 1, 2. Brock is fly deep to right. Struck out in the third. Bounced to first his last time. Hits a ground ball out to its second. Andrews in. Up with it. Throws to first in time. There's one out in the ninth inning. One out in the last half of the ninth inning at Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis. And the batter is Kurt Flood. Flood has grounded to third. Bounced to first. Grounded to second. The Cardinals with two hits, an infield hit by Maxville in the third, a clean single to right in the fourth by Maris. The pitch, outside and low ball one. Lonborg had the first eight men to face him, then a base hit. There's a ground ball to third. Poy has it, throws over to Scott, two out in the ninth inning. And the batter will be Maris. Maris had the last St. Louis hit in the fourth. And then Lonborg got, let's see, two, three, five, eight, eleven, twelve in a row before Javier reached on an error. Then got the last four men, and here's Maris. One for three for Roger. Two out, the Cardinal ninth. Boston ahead, three to nothing. The pitch is in there for a strike called. 
the outfield playing toward right for Boston. Lonborg into the windup. Big right-hander throws. Fly ball hit deep into right field. Going back to the wall is Turnbull. He leaps. It's gone for a home run. Two men out in the ninth. Roger Maris has hit a home run over the fence in right field, about 345 feet away, and the score is 3-1 Boston as Cepeda comes to the plate. Cepeda has struck out swinging, fouled to left and grounded to short. That's the first run that Lonborg has given up in 17 and two-thirds innings of pitching in this series. Cepeda fouls the first pitch back, strike one. The last man to pitch two shutouts in the series was Sandy Koufax in 1965. The series record is three shutouts by Christy Matthewson of the Giants in 1905 against the Athletics. And uh, Lonborg had two men out in the ninth when Maris just laced one out of here. One strike to Cepeda, the pitch. Curve in for a strike call. Two strikes. That's the sixth series home run for Roger Maris. Two strikes, the count on Cepeda. Lonborg throws, the pitch is lined, foul outside of third. Foy almost made a great backhanded catch of the ball, could not quite reach out there to get it as Cepeda hit it hard, but foul down the third baseline. Two strikes to count on the baby bowl. Two men out. Nobody on. Last of the ninth inning. The Red Sox lead the Cardinals. It is three to one. Lonborg into the windup. And the pitch. Line down to one hop to Foy. Throws over to first base and the Red Sox win it. And George Scott takes the ball and fires it out toward left field. As the Boston Red Sox keep the series going... Once again, winning when they have to, as Cepeda hit a hard shot to Foy, who took it on a short trap hop and threw over to George Scott for the out. The final score, the Red Sox three and the Cardinals one, and we'll be back in just a moment with a resume of today's game. The 1968 Chrysler is here. No car moves or looks quite like it. Disappearing headlights. 440 cubic inch V8. Chrysler. Only car in its class that makes no smaller version. The 68 Chrysler with new options like an 8-track stereo tape system, AM, FM, multiplex radio, that's why so many people are making their move up to Chrysler. Make your move. Move up to Chrysler 68. See your local Chrysler dealer. Make your move up to Chrysler now. At Bush Memorial Stadium in St. Louis... In a dramatic baseball game this afternoon, Jim Lonborg has pitched the Red Sox back into it. And the series will now move to game six at Fenway Park in Boston on Wednesday. 
Monborg today pitched brilliantly in a clutch ball game, a game that the Red Sox had to win, and he was running on a one-run lead most of the way. Boston had three runs on six hits and one error. St. Louis, one run, three hits and two errors. Lonborg won it, and the losing pitcher was a young man who also pitched a great ball game this afternoon in the six innings he worked, young Steve Carlton. But it was one to nothing Boston until the ninth inning when the Red Sox managed to come up with two runs, and they needed them as it turned out because Roger Maris, with two out the ninth, banged out a home run. So, in what has been and an improbable baseball season. We have quite a ball game here in St. Louis today as the Cardiac Kids, as they call them up in New England, have come up with a tremendous performance in beating the St. Louis Cardinals. Pee-wee? Well, Ken, as we said at the start of this show, the Boston Red Sox have been counted out. They were counted out during the American League pennant race several times they fought back they won two big games on Saturday and Sunday to stay alive they were down in this series by three to one only three other clubs have done it in World Series play and if anyone can do it I believe the Boston Red Sox can do it their big pitcher Jim Lonborg came through today with a fine performance and what a two big runs that was in the top half of the ninth inning Ron Willis came in got a little while he walked George Scott got two strikes on Reggie Smith made a good pitch on Reggie Smith with a fastball out over that plate but Smith slapped that ball out in left field for a big double and they came up with two runs Roger Maris hit a home run which would have tied it up in the bottom half of the ninth inning but the score Red Sox three the Cardinals one we want to express our appreciation to our director Len Dillon and our audio supervisor from KSD in St. Louis John Olkey and we'll be back with a final look at today's score in just a moment. Flair. Flair. Let's you write the way you feel. Flair. Flair can write angry. Flair. Flair can write happy. Flair. Very, very small. Flair. Or ten feet tall. Flair. Flair is different. Flair. No ballpoint. No pen point. Flair. Flair has a smooth nylon tip that stays firm, stays sharp. Flair. 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 By Paper Mate. And men, while you're at it, why not try a can of new Gillette Foamy Shaving Cream? You know, Gillette packs a mountain of smooth shaving comfort into every can of new Gillette Foamy. You get billows of creamy, rich, foamy lather that really soaks deep down into your beard. Keeps it soft and moist right through your shave. So, for a shave as close as this year's American League pennant race, remember, nobody makes a lather like foamy. So moist, so rich, so creamy. Nobody makes a lather like Gillette. Once again, the Boston Red Sox have taken the fifth game of the 1967 World Series by downing the St. Louis Cardinals 3-1. to one. Jim Lonborg, the winning pitcher in this ball game for Boston. And Pee Wee, speculating now, I believe that Dick Williams is planning to come back with young Gary Wozlewski, who pitched brilliantly here in relief the other day as his starting pitcher in Wednesday's game. And I would assume probably Dick Hughes will go to the mound again for the Cardinals. I believe you're right, Ken. I got a big kick out of Dick Williams last night, the manager of the Red Sox. 
when uh, they were talking about now that their back's up against the wall. And he said, well, I want to tell you one thing, that we've been in this position all year. Uh, the fans in Boston who have been so great all year are going to see three more games. They're going to see one more game on television. That's the day Lombard will win it, and they'll see two more up in Boston. Now, Wazalewski would look great, as you said, Ken, the other day. And what I'm looking forward to, if the Red Sox can win that sixth game, won't that be a battle? Uh, between Lon Barg and Bob Gibson in that seventh game. Oh, what a game that would be. This broadcast was authorized under broadcast rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience and any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner of Baseball is prohibited. Well, that wraps up the fifth game of the 1967 World Series. Be with us again on Wednesday at Fenway Park for the sixth game of the World Series when your hosts again will be Winston. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. B.F. Goodrich, the straight talk tire people. Chrysler Corporation, makers of Plymouth, Dodge, Chrysler, Imperial, and Dodge trucks. And the Gillette Techmatic Razor. Ask your face about it. The final score once again. In the fifth game of the World Series at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, the Boston Red Sox three and the St. Louis Cardinals one.